Justice Jackson has the opinion of the court this morning in case 2249, Laura versus United States. A federal court imposing multiple prison sentences typically has discretion to run the sentences concurrently or consecutively. This case is about an exception to that discretion, and the question is how far that exception extends. The exception is found in subsection C of 18 U.S.C. section 924. C describes offenses relating to the use, carrying, and possession of a firearm in connection with crimes of violence or drug trafficking crimes. C also specifies the sentences to be imposed for those offenses, and it requires that the sentences run consecutively, not concurrently, with other sentences. This consecutive sentencing mandate is the exception to the usual sentencing discretion at issue in this case. Here, petitioner Efron Laura was convicted of an offense described in a different subsection of 924, subsection J. J lays out offenses and sentences relating to homicide using a firearm in the course of a subsection C violation. But J does not contain a consecutive sentence mandate. The question before us is whether a court in sentencing a J defendant like Laura is bound by C's consecutive sentence mandate. We hold that the answer is no. Instead, a section 924J sentence is like most federal sentences. The court has discretion to decide whether to run a J sentence concurrently with or consecutively to another sentence. The reason is straightforward. C's consecutive sentence mandate applies only to a, quote, term of imprisonment imposed on a person under this subsection, end quote. That mandate, therefore, covers only the sentences prescribed within C. And Congress put J in a different subsection of the statute. J provides its own set of sentences that do not reference C's sentences. The government maintains that J incorporates, by reference, C as a whole. Under that view, a Section 924J defendant faces J's penalties plus C's penalties. But Congress did not design the statute that way. J incorporates only C's offense elements, not its penalties. That is, to violate J requires satisfying certain elements in J plus satisfying elements of C. But subsection J nowhere mentions, let alone incorporates, C's penalties. Our conclusion is consistent with other design features of the statute as well. C is full of mandatory penalties. J, in contrast, generally favors sentencing flexibility. It is consistent with this scheme that C imposes mandatory consecutive sentences while J permits flexibility to choose between concurrent and consecutive sentences. Congress could have easily designed the statute differently to require consecutive sentences under J, but Congress did not do that, and we must implement the design Congress chose. For these reasons, and others explained in the court's opinion, we vacate the judgment below. The court's opinion is unanimous.